used to be anonymous, and nothing, a non-entity. Olive, that's your name, right? Yeah, uh, we've had nine classes together since kindergarten. <laughs> so here it is, part one. Do you want to go out with me? Brandon, just a couple hours ago, you told me you were gay. You said I should pretend to be straight. I didn't mean with me. I am tormented every day at school. Just one good imaginary fling. Which brings us to part two. Was that all of Brandon? No, grunt. You make it convincing. Oh. Stop, stop. Oh, my stop. You ready for the grand finale? Yeah. What? Thank you. What's up? I always thought that pretending to lose my virginity would be a little more special. Judy Bloom should have prepared me for that. Brandon told me what you did for him. No, he told me the truth. I was just hoping that maybe you could do the same for me. So whether I liked it or not, I was open for business. 20% off to Bath and Body Works? Is that how much our imaginary trust spent to you? I fake rocked your world. We need to pray for her, but we also need to get her the hell out of here. Amen. I had a similar situation when I was your age. I had a horrible reputation. Why? Because I slept with a whole bunch of people, mostly guys. Mom! There's a higher power that will judge you for your indecency. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'm a hussy. Popping bottles in the ice like a blizzard. When we drink, we do it right. Getting slizzard, sipping scissor in my ride, in my ride. Like three six. Now I'm feeling so fly like a G6. Welcome to Recap and Gown podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. I'm feeling pretty fresh. I, I took a day off today just oh. to, you know, take some fresh air in. The weather's nice and uh clean my room and it, it it was really nice not working it was really nice i enjoyed it very much just drank whiskey and listened to music and now i'm doing a podcast so that's a about to talk, tuesday about to talk about a movie that i actually liked oh boy good oh boy this is gonna be a head-on collision i feel like that's fine that's I, good that's i fine. might be the cheese standing alone again but i i did we'll, we'll get to it sure um, yeah also joining us in the class of 03 she is one half of our very own texas two-step the one and only big sis megan mills what up megan hey y'all happy texas independence day and for those Wearing listeners <laughs> for those listeners this was filmed on march 2nd for you who are not familiar with this holiday. Um, but yeah, excited to be here. Excited to uh, pull some names out of these out of this hat later. Yeah, yeah you do it up. It's, uh, we have a whole thing planned for, uh, for our listeners who left us reviews over the course of February. But rounding out the two-step, this podcast chief cocktails and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Not much. Um, we had a delightful treat this afternoon. Um, the Mr. Softy ice cream truck has been oh, coming what? through the neighborhood. And yeah, we've got it like two two weeks in a row. And it's, it's lovely. It's like a treat. It's like being a kid again. Man, there's an ice cream truck that goes through our neighborhood 
and I want to run outside and get ice cream every time, but I'm like, it's weird as shit for me to go alone, like as a grown man with a bunch of like five-year-olds to get some ice cream. So I'm waiting for Camden to get old enough where I can like use him as a, as a human shield to run out and get some ice cream for myself. No. Just drag your child, drag your child <laughs> out there and get yourself some ice cream. We, we can go it. this summer. Last summer, he was too little. We can go this summer for sure, I feel like. Oh, no, even, even when they're little, just go out there, just put drag them along. Bill and, I, Bill and I do not have children, and we just run out and get It's ice okay if there's two of you. I if, guess. If I'm the only adult, like, shoving six-year-olds out of the way, Heismaning kids to get my it's, bomb pop. You, you can wait like, in line. That's you okay. You bide your time, and then last day, last Tuesday, and I was eating it. I was, like, dancing in our driveway because I was so See? excited. And some, like, old dude who lives down the block saw me because I was like, oh, you're outside. People oh, can see you. Oh, boy. And, yeah, I was like, this guy probably thinks I'm crazy. I'm just dancing, eating some soft serve with chocolate sprinkles. Listen, okay. nothing wrong with a soft serve dance. I don't have a good uh, segue from that to this. <laughs> but, Dana, what movie are we talking about? Uh, where can we see it? And what is it about? We are talking about Easy A from 2010. So this is a little more recent, current. That's a time warp. Um, no, and... it's not. It's <laughs> not. I'm playing the sound effect. It already it's played. A big, it's a big debate. I'm telling, you know, if this counts as a time warp or not. Um, up until yesterday, you could watch this if you had a Netflix <laughs> subscription. Because I waited until the last you day. You missed it was the motherfuckers too late. Boy. Um, so now you to pay to rent it on the places where you rent things. Um, and then here is the synopsis. Prompted by her popular best friend to spill details of her boring weekend, Olive, a clean-cut teen, decides to spice things up by telling a little lie about losing her virginity. When the high school busybody overhears the conversations and spreads it all over campus, Olive is suddenly notorious, but for the wrong reasons. Not what happened. Um, <laughs> nope, that's also, not I, what happened. But I do love the term busybody. Yes. I love busybody. Clean-cut clean teen? She's a mainstream teen. She is a <laughs> mainstream, mainstream teen. teen. Mainstream teen. I, um, yeah. yeah I, was Rhiannon popular? I didn't think so. Well, you can get into nope. it. Well, let's, we can save yeah. some of this. Yeah, we, but that, that is, and also they left out like 99% of what happens. That's like the first two mm-hmm. minutes of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Just to, it's to Way to go, Rotten Tomatoes. We're yeah. wetting your appetite. Oh, hijinks must ensue. I gotta check this film out. <laughs> All kind of shenanigans. Uh, Big Sis, do you want to let us know who is in this movie? Why, certainly. Um, we have, as we mentioned, some more more recent, so some new actors, actors and actresses that you may remember. Um, Emma Stone plays Olive. Uh, Penn Bagley, Badgley? Yeah, Badgley. Bad- Badgley plays Woodchuck Todd. Joe okay, there we go. Nope. Yep. Uh, um, Amanda Bynes plays Marianne, which I kind of forgot she existed until I saw oh, this movie. Um, Dan Bird plays Brandon. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church plays Mr. Griffith. I, I really actually enjoyed his character. Mm-hmm. Um, Patricia Clarkson plays Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Loved, loved her. Um, Cam Giganet. I think it's Giganet. G- G- it's, probably, it's probably French, like Gijon Day. Uh, Gijon Day. No, Gijon I don't think so. Gigandit. I like Gigandit. Mm-hmm. plays Micah. Lisa Kudrow, another of my faves, plays Mrs. Griffith. Mrs. Griffith. Um, Malcolm McDowell plays Principal Gibbons. God damn Allie. Right. Holy oh, shit. 
weird. Ali something or other plays Re- Yeah, it's Ali okay. Pachalka from Ali and AJ. Okay. Yes. All right, well. Don't know what that is. Um, don't know what that is I either. They sing dumb pop music. Yeah. yeah. But her sister is in um, the Goldbergs. Uh, or cool. she was. Now she's in um, whatever that spinoff of that show is. Schooled, mm. I think. Mm. Sure. Unclear. Let's what, keep going. Yeah. I have no idea. Stan- Stanley Tucci plays Dill. Who, I did Dooch. not know his name was Dill. His name was Dill? Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fred Armisen plays the pastor. And mm. Amanda Bynes, dad. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. That's the important ones here. Um, what a cast. It's, what a cast. cast is legit deep. That's a that's like a, Oscar winners, Emmy winners. This is a it's a solid fantastic. cast. It's a solid cast. What happened? Um, let's go around the horn and give some memories of this movie from before the pod. Dana, this was your pick. We're going to get started with you here. So I remember seeing this movie in the theater because it was only like a decade ago. So my brain isn't complete mush. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think my friend and I like went and saw this. Um, you know, I worked at a school at a time, so we like we like to stay fingers on the pulse of what the kids are up to. So mm-hmm. we went and saw this movie. Um, yeah, I think we found it enjoyable. Yeah, just a, a great time at the cinema. Okay, Dave, how about you? Never seen it, first okay. time, and it came out in on my birthday in 2010. I feel like it's something I would have ended up seeing, but. We were living no. together on your birthday in 2010. We were. We probably just like went to get wings and got real drunk. That sounds like something we would do instead. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds like us. Sounds right. Sounds right. Uh, yeah, all right. Um, big Sis, memories for you? So I actually saw this earlier in the quarantine. Now, time, time during COVID is, is uncomprehensible. So I've time no idea is if a, it was, It's a flat circle. It's a flat circle. It's going to continue yeah, being a flat no circle. No idea if it was like three weeks ago or, you know, 12 months ago at this point. But at some point in the recent months and years, um, I have seen this and um, was very interested to see it again with a more academic eye, let's mm. just say. Okay. Okay. I had never seen this movie before. Um, I was pretty aware of like the basics of the plot. Um, way back in the day, and Dave, you might recall this, Tony and I were super into this website called spill.com. Um, yeah. yeah, they were, it was a movie review website. They also had like a bunch of just like nonsense podcasts where the same hosts that did the reviews would just like chat about shit. And it was great. Like I spill.com was the shit back in like 08. So they were doing podcasts before podcasts, were like a huge deal. Um, they got bought by a company called Hollywood.com. They sold out like 10 years ago and their whole archive just vanished. Um, but my memory of this movie was listening to their review of it um, on my drive back to Chicago from Iowa, probably for a football game. Um, yeah, I remember like a lot of the things they talked about. I actually found a clip of their review on YouTube. I guess they have some of their archives up there now, but it's been gone for a long time. So my plan for tomorrow is set. But anyway... I, um, yeah, I, I knew this movie was a thing. I was pretty familiar with what happened in it, but had never seen it before now. Um, so Dana, did this make the grade for you or should they have held this back? Um, so many of the actors in this movie are delightful, charming, very good at what they do. There's a butt coming, isn't um, there? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's what made me like, because I remember really enjoying it as I said when it first came out and then I don't think I've watched it since then so it's not like a 
teen film that I was like, I gotta watch this over a million times when I'm bored on like a weekend. Um, so it, 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 the plot is, it's rough. We'll get to it. Um, so don't really love what was going on, but I loved all the people in it. I just, anytime Stanley Tucci wrote, I just went Tucci, gotta love Tucci. Um, so I'm going to give it a passing grade. We'll get into like, and then there'll be like notes to the parent, like later Mm -hmm. in the podcast. We have to have a conference about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave, how about you make the grade or hold this back? Uh, uh, Emma Stone can do no wrong in, in my, she's excellent. Um, she played an Asian one one time. She okay. Uh, she can do some <laughs> some occasional wrong. Um, very cl- ev- this almost felt like a like an Aaron Sorkin kind of script. Everything was too perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of quips, very clever, and all that stuff. I'm like I I laughed a lot. I, I thought some stuff was very funny. Um, not realistic in any way. I thought it was an interesting story. Um, there's some issues, obviously, mm-hmm. that we will get to later. But overall, uh, B plus. I didn't. It's ninety three minutes, which is excellent, perfect. Tight. Yeah. Uh, big sis, did this make the grade for you, or should they hold this back? Yeah, I'm kind of where Dana is. Like the the premise of the movie <laughs> should have gotten held back, but it was almost like, you know, it's like that kid that like just doesn't get it, doesn't really care, but is like the charmer. Um, It's like probably like the Matthew McConaughey. I mean, not that he didn't get it, but I don't don't think he, he was like not a straight A student, but he could like charm his way into like, you know, passing college um, by like, you know, finagling some sort of a deal. And I feel like that's what this was. Like there were, there was a lot of like really good writing. It wasn't realistic for like a teenager to talk like that but it was like oh, funny man. and um smart um and i just felt like each of the characters like did a pretty good job of like convincing me that that's like who they were um but, but yeah the beat failed so i'm gonna pass it just because you know they charmed me yeah i mean i think a lot of us are more or less on the same page here i said you gotta hold this fucking thing back um like emma stone has all the charisma in the world and i loved like watching her get to lead a movie um i liked you know a lot of the acting choices that she made and the parents are making but the plot didn't make a lick of sense and it really just felt like the movie makers wanted to do like anything they could to get emma stone in front of the camera as much as possible um, Dave, it's interesting you said this reminded you of Aaron Sorkin. To me, this felt a lot like Diablo Cody. Um, ah. I'm sure one day we're going to do Juno. And my beef with Juno was similar to this. It's like the, the dialogue is so sharp and quick and smart. It, it takes me out of the movie. Like no one, even really smart people don't talk like this. And it's just like this sure. is, you know, it, it's... Um, I'm going to make a reference here that I know Dave will understand. I hope you guys also get it. I listened to a lot of hair metal back in the day. And uh, ah. there's a band named Poison. And their <laughs> lead guitarist is named CeCe DeVille. He's my favorite hair metal guitarist because everything he plays sounds stupid as shit. It's like he's playing the dumbest note possible every time. But he does way too much with every like solo he does because he's high on cocaine. 
that's kind of how this felt to me. It's like they were really flexing all their writing muscles at one time. And it's like, you don't have to like flex a little bit here and there, but like everything just felt so like workshopped and massaged to a point that I did not, I couldn't stay in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I could forgive that if the plot was all right. This plot's horseshit. So Mm. it's horseshit. I I do think so. No, the the dialogue though, like, I just have to ask, did you watch a lot of like the teen shows like Dawson's Creek, the OC, Gossip Girl, like teen Um, shows were like, the dialogue was kind of like, it made me feel like, oh, I can use big words and it's okay. Like I, I can be. Well, really good SAT verbal score well, here. I, <laughs> listen, I love the OC. The OC for me, I, I, lo- I loved the OC when it was on. I've but that's watched. not quite the same dialogue it's situation. Not, it's not the same. I've watched but it. Dawson's well, part, well, you know, parts of it are. There's parts where they write like a Seth and his dad, like back and forth. That sounds very much like this, where it's very, very sharp and very quick. Um, there was also a girl that he dated for a while that had short hair. There was also like a nerd like him and super into illustration. She had blonde hair. Their conversations were like this. It just, I know what they're doing. It just felt too much to me. Okay, that's fair. We can, we can discuss more, I guess, yeah, as we get into it. Let's go around. I, w- I, I will forgo my Diablo Cody impression this time. <laughs> it's, it's one of your best. I thought about it. No, it's it's really. I don't know what I'm the Look at me! Oh my god! I oh think, my god! I'm so I think it was I'm so a, creative! Oh my god! It was election because Lady with the Big Teeth was in the Diablo Cody movie. It was Hey Teeth. Yeah, get in my movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, good lord! We are derailed. Um, does anybody have any fun facts about this movie? Um, well, I will say because we talked about Emma Stone already and being delightful in this um she was nominated for a golden globe for this movie and she won um an mtv movie award and a teen choice award for this film and uh robert roger i'm gonna say robert eager um, oh <laughs> i would love to hear what he said too roger ebert felt like it made her a star i think maybe dave this is probably a quote you put in so i won't take take all of the the thunder three and a half stars oh my god what yeah <laughs> really like oh my god easy a offers an intriguing middle ground to the absolute of sexual abstinence don't sleep with anybody but say you did it's a funny engaging comedy that takes the familiar but underrated emma stone and makes her i believe a star a star is not born. A, did he get That's horny again thing. like he did in Cruel Intentions? Is that what this is about? Like, like, this, is tw- this, is by 20, this is 2010 Ebert, so he was oof, he was not yeah. doing good. His jaw was gone. Yeah, he liked to get titillated by these teens Ugh. but not actually have them bone. I don't know I, what that's about. I will say though, when it came out, like it, good reviews from critics, like people liked this movie. And I think we just have the hindsight of a of another decade. We've all grown as people. And things have changed. Uh, just one other little tidbit. This is a, Amanda Bynes' last movie. She has like not acted in a yeah, thing uh, since. She's been on hard times. We're going to get a, yeah. a free Amanda documentary like that with Britney Spears eventually, I think. Something happened. Yeah. Like some shit went down with her. I, yeah. um, in doing some research for the first time ever for this pod, I had always heard this story about Amanda Bynes that she had been trained by Lucille Ball as a kid. And I'm like, 
What? I mean that well because she had her own show when she was like, no, no, like she was like on what was that all that she was on, on all that and then she went on to the Amanda show but as a very young person she was like running a sketch comedy show and I'm like I could see how Lucille Ball could like shepherd her through this Lucille Ball died in 89 I don't know Amanda Bynes was like I think two at the time right like wasn't trained by her but I looked it up and there's like a bazillion articles that say that she like fashioned all of her comedy stylings after Lucille Ball and I love Lucy. Like yeah. so if you watch Amanda the Amanda show, it's a lot of mugging at the camera. It's a lot of, a lot of conveyor belts with too many chocolates. Exactly that. A lot yeah. of her getting mad that Ricky won't let her be in the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's it's her just... yelling at her husband like I asked like, <laughs> <laughs> at age right. seven. Yeah. yeah. yeah a lot of sleeping in, in side by side twin beds. Um yeah, I but I I'm happy that I know that she wasn't trained by her because I have told that lie a billion times in my life and now I know better. Um, Glad you fact checked. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, should we jump into this recap? Yes. No. Let's do it. Take it away, Dana. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna. I know we read a synopsis earlier, but I really think we have to like actually talk about what happened because I did not remember that all this should happen in this movie and. I didn't realize, like, I probably should have actually, like, written down all the different moments in the movie, like, but I wasn't thinking about it as I was watching it. Um, But I believe, and if I miss anything, please let me know. But basically, um, and we'll talk about her, (sighs) Olive's best friend, Rhiannon, who was apparently very popular, but I didn't buy that. I didn't Um, buy that. Basically pressures Olive into saying she had sex. Unclear reasons why. Um, this is overheard by Amanda Bynes's character, who is like a Jesus freak, and then mm-hmm. she tells the whole school Olive is a whore, a trollop, a tramp. Uh, I can't think of any other words right now. Strumpet. Str- that's a good one. <laughs> and uh, instead of like correcting anybody, because she feels very like she's lied to her best friend and feels like she can't tell her best friend the truth. Olive just leans into this whole, yeah, I'm a hussy kind of thing. That's a good one, hussy. Um, and because, like, oh, I said she just leans into it because she goes to a crazy school where having a sex one time makes you a harlot. I, I honestly could not remember who had, who had and had not had sex in high school when I was no. there. Um, so then she gets in trouble at some point because some one some of the other Jesus freaks says some horrible shit to her in class. So Olive calls this girl a twat, which I don't think that's fine. But she gets sent to the principal and winds up being in detention with a kid who's gay and decides to use her newfound whore status to help this gay kid out by if she has sex with him, they'll stop thinking he's gay and his life will be so much better. Um, so then this kid pays her back with a Target gift card, word gets around, so now Olive is helping all losers, ner- nerds, etc. to up their reputation by having done various sex acts with these men, and that really makes them cool. But then it comes out that she's having sex for money, so now there's a solicitation angle to this. Mm-hmm. So then more people sign up to to have her tell rumors but everybody buys that she's literally selling herself for sex and big problem i I don't get it yeah like it's just very weird um and then at some point this cool hot guy which we've kind of seen him floating around but we've never actually had a conversation about him but apparently rhiannon the ex-best friend is in love with him thinks that 
Olive is actually having sex for money and gives her a $200 Home Depot gift card and then tries to force himself upon her, which was very dark. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn Badgley comes to her rescue because Woodchuck Todd's just floating around this film, which I don't even, I don't get that. We'll come to him later. And ultimately helps her. So then she does a video chat stream, which has been the whole narration of the film the whole entire time. But basically is her way of explaining what happened, coming clean and uh, letting people know she's not really a whore. And there's stuff I, I know there's stuff I've left out, but that's mainly the gist. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's an interesting fun fact that I should have looked up before this, but the guy who actually wrote this did not go to high school. Correct. So this like makes a lot of sense. Okay. Now. That helps. That helps a lot to understand. Mm. Um, okay. I have a number of problems. Uh, my first one, my, my first one, it might sound like nitpicking, but I, it, it irritated me the whole time. The very first shot that we see this movie is a sign for Ojai, California, population roughly 7,000. Mm-hmm. I looked it up today. The population is still under 8,000 people. This is a small, small, small town. Mm-hmm. Um, but this high school is fucking huge. They've got a billion. It's like, it's like our high school three quarters of the population of Ojai goes to this high school and it's Ojai North. So presumably there's like an Ojai South or like an Ojai Central or some shit. So two high schools in a town of 7,000 that threw me off. And I, I could not stop thinking about it whenever they showed like a huge shot of this high school or like that party where a billion kids were at. Maybe like a bunch of towns come together Man, to go to Ojai. Go to Ojai North. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so that put that aside. That was just me okay. you know, having a bit of an issue. Um, my bigger problem with the plot is the movie doesn't give us any reason for Olive to do what she does. Like, I understand her like giving in and lying to Rhiannon in the bathroom because she was really aggressively pushing her to be like, "You fucked this weekend." Because she, she bailed on Rhiannon and her weird... Fine, I did. Well, yeah. Will, 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 will you make this end now? Great. Rhiannon <laughs> has weird, like, nudist hippie parents that wanted to go on a camping trip. Olive didn't want to go with them, so she made up a lie about a date that she had. Okay, fine. Patchouli burgers. Patchouli right. burgers. Yeah. Why would we put that in a burger? Uh, you would never. So I get why Rhiannon, you know, why she gave in to Rhiannon pressuring her. That part I get. After that, I don't get anything. I think... We're supposed to believe that she like loves the attention of of being known as like you know the school hoe, but like she doesn't really seem comfortable with everyone staring at her in the beginning. Mm. She's you know after that she's very reluctant to agree to help the gay kid Brandon, um, but then as soon as she does, she's cool to help out like basically anybody with the smallest amount of money. She will lie and say that she fucked them. I don't know how he made that jump at all. Yeah. Other than she's like really nice and wants to help people. And you touched on this. The bigger problem that I have is every one of these guys understands that she's not actually having sex. Mm -hmm. She's just lying and saying that she is. So wouldn't everyone go, oh, you quote unquote fucked Olive? Like, yeah, me too. Like, it's not, it can't be a thing where everyone is in on it and she's not actually having sex but the whole school thinks that she is. I could not make those two things coexist in my mind at the same time. Yeah, that's where I went like, I, I, I didn't write it clearly and I'm not paying to watch this movie again, 
Um, <laughs> but it, like it became, so I wrote like, I think the reason why she went for it, because at one point the kid's like, I can say I did it. I don't need your permission. Which I was like, yikes, that's terrible. Like well, that first... was after he tried to rape her, right? It was that a different kid? No, no, no. That's the first kid she helps besides oh, that's, Brandon. That's the, the fat the kid, kid at the pool. By the pool, yeah. all the hair on his body. He's okay. like, I don't actually need your permission. I could just do it anyway. And I'm like, cool. Rough. That felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, like, oh, like, okay. <laughs> was yeah. And then, like, all right. <laughs> no. And then I didn't really write. I think I, I missed a bunch of the movie. But then I like, I was like, I don't remember that the rumor became solicitation. And then I'm like, why would anybody believe these rumors if they believe she is soliciting? So like, she's real. People are really believing and saying, oh, I'll, like, I'm paying Olive to have sex with me. That's that's a cool thing people are saying, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I totally buy it, Joe. I do buy that you paid her, and now like, and now you're cool because of it." Yeah, Yeah, like it's. I don't. That part could not make sense to me. We all know that no one is actually having sex with Olive because we are all paying her to lie, and we all go into it understanding we're paying her to lie. I think the movie tried to clarify this for us with the the attempted rape at the end because i think we're supposed to go okay he's a popular kid mm-hmm. he's cool so he doesn't know that this is not actually sex all the nerd kids who otherwise can't get any ass they're the ones who are in on the thing but it, it's just like you need to show me that you can't i don't i don't know this kid who tried to rape her we've never seen him say a line before so i don't know that he's yeah cool. he has a line early on does he i remember him well yeah. <laughs> i i i, first, I know well i did i didn't realize that he was a thing before this and i also didn't realize that uh woodchuck todd was the guy from when she was younger i yeah. thought that kid's name was tom <laughs> well, no. I think they, were, they meant to actually make that be a question because they made it seem I think like it was the gay guy and he did she did him a favor once so she's going to do a favor again and then we realize it's ah it's well, she says her Todd. Name in, the, in the flashback she's like this kid Todd who I was in love with but I was in my notes I'm like this kid's name is Tom what what Tom <laughs> is in oh, grade, Tom? I didn't even hear that yeah, regardless, uh, I, I was confused by that. But yeah, I, I, I thought that she was going to pull the plug and we're going to come around to this thing and talk more about it later on. When someone asks her to admit that she gave them chlamydia, I thought, okay, you know what? I'm out. Like I'm, not, I'm not lying and saying that I have a diseased vagina that's giving people chlamydia. That's the line. She's like... Okay. Yep, I have the clap. I'm like, oh, what do you stop? Stop doing this. So, so that's the one thing I did. I, I did leave out of my synopsis because, like, I was focusing on Olive through, like, whoa, this premise is wild. And then for some reason, they throw in this crazy curveball that her cool teacher, Thomas Hayden Church, uh, I think it's her English teacher, is married to yeah. the uh, cool guidance counselor, Lisa Kudrow. But apparently their marriage is ugh, awful and terrible yeah. because Lisa Kudrow is fucking a student, but he's like 22, so it's okay, which is like, why the fuck is he still in high school? Not okay still, man. He's a, he's a dumb <laughs> high school Christ. student is what you're saying. And he gets sick and it finds out he has chlamydia. He gets it. Obviously, he gets it from the teacher, but he tells people it's Where does she get it from? Anybody yes. ask this question? A, a third party. She's she also fucking... Christ. Okay. Fucking everyone but her husband. 
who is trying so hard to have sex with her. It's so wild. And then so he says it's Olive. And Olive isn't even asked by Cam Gigan. I don't know how we decided. <laughs> Cam Gijonde. Gigant. Um, he doesn't even ask her. It's Lisa Kudrow has a complete meltdown in her office, oh screaming loudly about how she fucked a student. And Olive goes, you know what? I'll, I'll take this. I'll yeah. do this for you. And yeah. it'd be like, ma'am, I will we'll go do to the do cops. A lot of very interesting swearing during that part. A lot of shit. Goddamn. 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 No, it, it, was even, it was even more. It was like, God, fuck, damn. Everything was out of Goddamn order. Nothing shit. made sense. It was so, it was so perfect. It was great. And it's like, everybody does a great job, but you're just like, this movie just keeps getting wilder. Yeah. The, the only thing that I was like, I, I was not okay with like 90% of what you said. The one thing I was kind of like trying to wrap my head around, because the first time I saw this movie, I was like, how does this person who's supposed to be like, not like popular, but like, smart or something and like seemingly normal in high school have so much time on their hands. Like, what are they like? Why don't they have any friends? Why don't they do anything other than be in their room all day? She had one friend who got mad at her for no reason and ditched her immediately, which. Yeah. So, yeah. So like I could kind of wrap. Yeah, I could kind of wrap my head around like the the idea that like literally anything in the world was better than going back to her like very lonely. I like literally do nothing life, but I also like don't understand why she had that literally I do nothing life. Yeah, they didn't really explain it. They didn't. They didn't do especially because their parents were like cool or like they seemed to be like her parents were legit cool. They didn't. They didn't do enough of a job of explaining to us why she's like a weird social outcast and like lonely all the time. Um, they didn't really set up anything. I mean, she gets invited to parties or to a party at least, so that was odd that they didn't. I, I didn't understand any of that. And then, I also wanted to get your opinion on this. Um, did anybody else think that we were going to find out that Micah got chlamydia from Brandon and was going to be outed as gay who was on the phone? That's what I thought right away. No, I thought it was Amanda Bynes. Oh, you know, yeah. that would have also been fine with me. When it, when it was Lisa Kudrow, I'm like, you sure? Like, this is what <laughs> I, I, I did not, I, I did not believe it for quite some time. Um, at first when it happened, I'm like, okay, so he's on the phone with somebody. We're going to get a big reveal that it is somebody who we know. Maybe it is, uh, Ali Machalka, Rhiannon here gave him the clap. I don't know. But for it to be Lisa Kudrow, that came out of nowhere. And it, it didn't really make the most sense to me. Um, something else that bugged me a lot about the whole Lisa Kudrow has chlamydia and is spreading it around, you know, to and fro, hither and yon, all the live long day. We see her at her desk. She's got like a shitload of condoms. She gives Olive, she forces Olive to take a handful of condoms. (laughs) Use some of them shits. That scene was wild, because she was being so dismissive of Olive, because she was like, why don't I know this kid? Oh, she's the one that everybody's talking about. But then, like, when Olive's like, I'm not actually doing this, there was, like, no push 
to go like, hey kid, like what's really going on? And like, it's like, yeah, you are, you're doing it. Yeah, like you know, like I work, you know, worked at a private school, not a high school, but it was just kind of like. I still think you're going to go like, what's going on? Because you used to be some like straight-laced kid that I had yeah. never heard of to now you're like the harlot of Ojai. Like, what's going on, sister? Guide her. Yeah. Like, no. Guide this she's, student. She's not a very good guidance counselor. Uh, the first time, no. no. The first time I watched this, I actually thought she like her character was funny and I was a little bit like bummed for her. And then, but to be fair, the first time I watched it, it was like, non-academic as i said um but now actually watching it i was like to your point dana she like literally did nothing to acknowledge anything about the situation that was happening when it was like very clear i mean like if somebody marches into your office or if a friend walks by and is only wearing lingerie all the time to school and like has an a sewn into it like there's a there's an issue that somebody needs to talk about someone yeah. take the student by the hand and be like hey let's rap <laughs> like what's what's going on right um yeah so there's i don't know it was it was i think yeah like you watch it the first time and you're not really like letting it all sink in and then you're you know on a more thoughtful viewing you're like wow this is fucking bananas um i would like to and i'm sure we can kind of dive into more stuff as we keep going but um, in my notes, I think you can tell, like, if these were done on, on like, a minute-by-minute, minute, um, like, time check, you could tell every time Rhiannon's on screen, because I just write, Rhiannon's the fucking worst. Ick. I yeah. do not like Rhiannon. Rhiannon, Rhiannon is so annoying. The whole entire time. Like, every time she pops up on screen, because... She basically forces Olive into this lie, and then by the end of the film, she's also become a Jesus freak who thinks Olive is a whore mm -hmm. and has to be kicked out of school. And this is your best friend. Um, okay. Okay, so a couple thoughts. First and Please. foremost, I, I know the other Machalka sister a lot more because I've, I've watched the Goldbergs since it started. She's a pretty big role in that show. Um, my introduction to this Machalka, Ellie, is there's a Disney Channel original movie about like a magic camp, I think, or like a magic competition or whatever. And she's in that. She ain't good in it. She she's pretty bad in it, as a matter of fact. But that's what I knew her from before this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, so this was like around that same time. You're trying to really cultivate kind of a thing here. She is a super shitty friend. Like, mm -hmm. I don't understand what she was doing at all because she was so pumped for Ollie to have sex, but then, like, turns on her immediately upon hearing that she gave Micah chlamydia, and, like, we don't get any kind of a reason why she, like, has this sudden heel turn like that. Like, if, if I heard, <laughs> if I heard in high school that, like, my good buddy Dave had given some girl chlamydia and, like, people were, like, a lynch mob was formed <laughs> to come mm. get him. I'd be like, this is a time for me to go find Dave Hernandez, who has chlamydia, and be like, hey, buddy, like, let's get you to the clinic. Let's get you some antibiotics, <laughs> get this cleaned up. She, I, I, don't, I don't get it at all. Like, this is time for her to, to rally around her friend. And yeah. then also, I don't understand why Olive, this is Olive's only friend, right? Like, this is her one and only friend. I don't know why she couldn't just have like a heart to heart with her 
before the whole fake sex with Brandon thing. But okay, so here's what's going to happen at this party tonight. Brandon, who is gay, needs my help. I'm going to help him out. I need you as my friend to know what I'm going through. I'm about to become like, you know, what what did, um, oh God, what did Sarah Michelle Gellar call the premier slut of the Upper East Side or whatever? Like, I'm going to be yeah. And so like, I need you to understand the truth of this. I have no idea why she wouldn't tell her this. But I also, it's like not her responsibility to do that. Like, why can't we just be like, okay, this is what she's doing. Like, Something. Communicate. Your friends. Yes. No, they're terrible at communicating with one another. This all pretty much started because Olive didn't just want to come flat out and say, I don't feel like going camping with you. So I'm going to make up something and then then through, I guess, some weird talking back and forth, it'll end up me saying that I lost my virginity and then everything will just fucking go to shit after however long it takes. So I don't know. Like, I can, I know, like, teenage girls are very judgy, we're, I don't think any teenagers are the smartest, but, like, there just comes at some point where it's just got to be, like, okay, I'm going to tell you none of this is true, like, it's just, like, (laughs) she just kept pushing, and just kept, and you're just, like, let it go. But it's what I heard. It's what I heard. How can it be not true? I heard it with my ears. The other issue, the other issue, when this whole thing starts off, Rhiannon calls herself a super slut at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. She, she seems to blow it out of proportion. She shows some guy her boobs or whatever, but she refers to herself as a super slut, and that's why she's so excited that Olive is now as big a hoe as she is. She gets super excited that, I forget who was calling Olive at this moment, but that her defining trait is big tits. Like, she's yes. really pumped to know that people know her as the girl with the big tits. But that she's also like super virginal and like chaste when I'll, I, I, they weren't doing anything with this character to make any of it make any sense to me at all. I, I didn't get what they were doing. Yeah. I think that was like Brandon was calling and that, that was, was her identifier. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. yeah. I do think, and kind of when you're talking about that, it did remind me of watching, um, it's not called Free Britney, but the Britney talking <laughs> Which, by the way, I just watched um, two days ago, so I'm caught up. Yeah. Is it good? Is, is it? It's worth watching. Yeah, I, it's very, watching. I have not watched it yet, okay. but I hear it's good. But okay. there is this like over-sexualization of teenage girls, and like yeah. I think some of the stuff that's going on in this movie, I'm like, oh, this is very clearly written by men. Yes. And we could talk sure. about it. We can get into it here. We can do like a what's your problem. Since you brought up the super slut comment, is just the general dialogue around being sex positive or feeling like you have to lie. Like it's just, it was all, you know, she's a Jezebel. I'm a super slut. Um, she makes a comment at some point about her own body where it's, oh, I wrote it down and now I can't. Oh, having like below average breast size. So, like, that's why no one in high school knew her. And yeah. It's just like her yeah. par- her parents are kind of sex positive, like they're cool parents, and you know Patricia Clarkson is like, oh boy, all oh, the stuff I could do, the contort, and it was just like, <laughs> oh that's. But she even calls herself a whore, so yeah. it's just like I know we've come a long way in the decades since this movie has been released, but it's just. But it's yeah. we were all 
Are we all out of yeah, hey, we college? We were all out of college at this point. I was, I was mm-hmm. living. Yeah. 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 So like in 20, and I don't know, I, just like I feel like even five or six years before, this wasn't like the norm. Like it wasn't this bad in terms of like the, the slut shaming actually I, in high school. I don't, I don't think so either. And that's part of why the premise didn't make sense to me. Because on the one hand, Olive likes to be known as a big tramp because it makes her like notorious. But on the other hand, this is like a super sex negative school for yeah. girls. When, the, when Brandon walks out of the bedroom, he becomes like a superhero in this party. And then everyone kind of forgets that Olive is there until she walks out. And then guys are like, you know, making the humping motion behind her back and shit. So like, (laughs) like right. That they do that laugh the entire time. So that, that didn't land for me at all. Um, It almost seemed like it was one of the movies that we watched that was actually from the early 2000s, 90s. Like, yeah. In terms of like what was actually happening. Well, that or, you know, it would have made more sense if this was at a Christian school, like in Saved. Like if this right. happened at American Eagle Academy, like, all right, yes, I understand the way they're treating her. This all makes sense to me. Like we went to high school with a bunch of people who were having sex pretty early in high school. We've talked about how Megan and her friends staged an intervention for me, hanging out with a lot of those girls. Like, I don't remember anybody like vocally shaming them, though. It wasn't like, you know, they were pariahs or anything and like Mm -hmm. movie the way that they treat female sexuality the whole movie feels like an earnest cautionary tale to like scare teenage girls away from having sex because it could hurt their reputation and make the boy they like not like them back so it's like you don't want to be as uh as rhiannon said throwing your cat around everybody because then guys (sighs) might not like you anymore i'm like she sucks no this, this is, is all no it's it's a big over exaggeration i feel like the people who wrote this went to high school 10 to 15 years earlier and we're they like didn't well, go to, they didn't, didn't go to high school yeah oh okay well, They're home sure that, oh, okay that's even worse um <laughs> well the, then they took the i'm sure that they got some advice on how to write about high school and uh, or maybe got some people's experiences about what they thought it was and just exaggerated everything because it seems like uh, this would have been around the time when things were starting to turn. Maybe, maybe people were starting to be more understanding about stuff like this, and just and it just wasn't. Uh, and and this was more of like the mid '90s um, mm-hmm. way that people treated this kind of stuff versus the way it was happening in the mid, in the 2010s. Instead, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It just felt so like retrograde all mm-hmm. over the place because it's like she had sex one time like with a guy who she was on a date with yeah and then that becomes like the talk of the town like everyone's yeah. getting texts on their phones you hear olive had sex like that I, I there was a guy i'm not gonna say his name from legal council there was a guy that i played football with uh who got his girlfriend pregnant this would have been i think probably junior year Got his girlfriend pregnant. She terminated the pregnancy. They had to wait, I think, six weeks after that before they could have sex again. And 
I remember being on the bus ride home from a football game where he was like, well, today is day 43, so we're going to fuck tonight. Like, I, that, well, we waited six weeks. Like, it's time to go right now. And no one on the bus was like, what's wrong with you? No one on the bus was judging her. Like, we, we knew yeah. that, that she had been pregnant because they've been having a lot of sex, terminated the pregnancy, and they're going to have sex again tonight. And none of us were like, oh, she's a whore. We're like, all right, you guys have been dating for like two years. Like, all right, I mean... But, oh shit! Cut <laughs> it, man. Beep. I didn't say beep. his last name. His life the is a mess fuck, now. Man, put you a just, condom. Uh, just put a beep. Well, I know another girl. I'll beep it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know the girl now. Um, oh shit! I'll beep it. It's fine. But yeah, just like we. That was our only thought. Was like maybe put a condom on this time. Yeah. That yeah. was it for us. I'll put on two condoms. <laughs> Better double bag out. Know where that girl's been. Better do it just to be safe, you know, super safe. Oh, God. Um, I don't know. But I think this movie also borrows a lot from, like, John Hughes movies. So I feel like this homeschool yes. kid is just sitting Ugh. home watching movies from the 80s going like, oh, this is how we treat women. We <laughs> villainize them for wanting to have sex, but the dudes, it's a okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that was a weird thing. And then the, the other part. The oh, only sorry. thing I will say is – like maybe it was intentionally ridiculous to make a point. Like there was still, there were still and are still double, double standards when it comes to sexuality with men and women. Mm -hmm. This was kind of the turn. So perhaps he tried intentionally to do things to make a point. It just landed wrong. Perhaps. That's fair. Maybe. Um, and then the other piece is, um, as it always is in movies, probably up until like anything that's been written in like the past year, um, just saw the, the comments about Brandon being gay. Um, mm -hmm. he's a dyed in the wool homosexual. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it didn't feel right. Um, <laughs> well, Olive is like, aren't you, didn't you just tell me you're a Kinsey six homo like homosexual? Yeah. Like why the fuck she wouldn't know who Kinsey is? Again, uh, from her parents, probably. I'm sure. I'm sure her parents have, have all like 14 volumes of the, of the of, of the Kinsey study just I bet, in, I bet in the den. That's okay. true. They seem like those kind of. Rhiannon like is like yeah, isn't he a homo? It's you know it's just we're getting like, yeah, better. Yeah. Um, um, but do you also know that the writer is gay? Oh yeah. come well, on! I'm, just, I'm saying like this is where we were in 2010. I'm just saying it's not a good look. Um, but again, I'm like. Knowing that, I'm like, is he trying to make a point about something and it's just landing wrong? Because it yeah. sounds like slurs. It <laughs> might be that he's not a good writer. I think that's what True. we're coming around to. Olive's mom says uh, he's uh, he seemed a little incredibly gay. Yeah. yeah. Seemed like a nice and you know, hey, hey, A little incredibly gay. We are okay with that. It's perfectly fine. And but see, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a little incredibly gay. And that that is a weird dichotomy. Because the movie didn't handle the gay stuff super well like yeah. in the least bit but they did put in a number of characters and a number of moments that like that let us know that the homophobia is not supposed to be normalized in this movie like it's supposed to be a bore and it's supposed to be a bad thing um you know they they give brandon a really good monologue about mm -hmm. like you don't know how hard it is to be gay in high school that was tough that was that was, that was that was heat that was really well written now that we're in the film that the filmmaker was gay it makes more sense why that felt so kind of like good that felt genuinely good um 
and then there's you know a later on a scene where brandon's or where olive's mom talks about how she used to date a whole lot of gay dudes and she was younger and how she's had sex with a lot of people and most of them were men but like some were not so it didn't it didn't like it, this was not your typical I want to say like you know early this is this is past early 2000s this is this is post there's a moment that happens in pop culture where MTV ran a series of ads about like don't like stop saying that's so gay and I yeah. think Hillary Duff might have been the star of these ads um, there was one where she was at like a a store and a girl was like oh that's so gay and she's like wait don't say that she's like how would you like it if I said oh that's so girl wearing a green cardigan and the girl had a green cardigan on. It's like, oh, I get it now. I see how that's bad. And that was in like 07, 08. So like, I think this is past, and I'll, I'll, if I can find it, I will post a video to that on our, on our Facebook group. But I think- So uncomfortable about that. <laughs> this is past the moment where like, we should have stopped saying that's so gay. And it just kind of feels like they're trying to make the point that it's not a bad thing to be gay but they're just, again, not good at it. Like, they're just kind of fumbling around out here. Yeah, it, I think, like, to Megan's point about some of the other stuff, it's like, I think they're trying. They're maybe, progress, like, at least they're attempting the conversation. They are not <laughs> nailing it, but at least they're having the conversation. Yeah, no, it's, it. yeah, it's, 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 it's where they come straight out and say, yeah, just pretend that you aren't until you're out of high right. school, and then you can be whatever you want. That's the only... Mm-hmm conclusion that anyone could really come to that made any sense to them at the t- time it, it wasn't like yeah we're, we're, we'll try to get people to understand and be more accepting no just 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 don't or else you'll get your ass kicked Very it's gonna be miserable yeah yeah i mean several times i was like is this being is this set in alabama or no it's ohio which is uh <laughs> it's it's and the then alabama like, it's it's the alabama of ventura county maybe okay. and then one of those random conservative I, I missed that it was in California at the beginning and I was like but then I was like it seems California but I'm like there's no way that it's this between, could be the view of people in California in 2010. It's between it's between Santa Barbara and Oxnard on the southern <laughs> coast. There's like a it lot of be. It is, vineyards yeah. and stuff like wine and a bunch of hippies. That's actually true. There's a lot of a lot of hippies in that area too. That's that's why you see the permissive parents mm-hmm. in, in that way, and you see, yeah, the the uh, cool parents like that. Yes, yeah, the way they are. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess you know, talking about the cool parents, uh, they just seemed a little too cool. I don't know what they did. They were just home all the time. It's great. Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson. I I can't complain. Um, but I feel like this could be a time to do uh, some. Potent quotables. What did you say? Because there were some good ones from the food flavored family. Not food flavored, but food name family. It's olive, <laughs> chip, dill, family. rosemary. Like wow. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, oh. you're right. Oh, my gosh. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah, my goodness. There you go, guys. What are we doing? Wait, but like, how did he, how did you know his name was Dill before I said it? Um, oh no, I liked, again, IMDb trivia sometimes can bite me in the ass, but this one I like, I, I also look at IMDb before I start writing my reviews, not my, reviews, my notes. Preparation. Yeah. Um, 
So I feel like the one that just really tickled me, may, like mainly anything Stanley Tucci did, um, really enjoyed. But they are discussing, and we haven't talked about it, but Olive really just like leans into this whole, everybody thinks I'm a whore thing because like Rhiannon has some horrible conversation with her about it. So she just decides to buy lingerie to wear at school all the time. But yeah, you know, and so A's, red A's onto her kind uh-huh. of like clothes because they're also reading the Scarlet Letter in school, yada, yada, yada. But her parents, after her looking, seeming like she's been wearing this stuff for weeks, I think it was actually only days in the timeline of the movie, finally comment on her clothing. And they're like, yeah, it's really strange. And Dill says, yeah, you look like a stripper, but like a, a high-end stripper for governors or athletes. Like it was <laughs> like a promising. Yeah, like yeah. I was just like, ah. Oh. He's like, judging, not a, you, know, not, you look great, dear. I love what you have going on, but it is maybe not the best. You know, like yeah. I just... I love Stanley Tucci. Um, I think someone else put this other one in, so I don't want to steal it. Um, but Chip and Dill talking so good. at breakfast <laughs> one day. <laughs> Why does that matter? I'm adopted. What? Oh, my God. Who told you? Guys, we were going to do this at the right time. Like, it was that's, that's how we so funny. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. They, I, I I wanted to highlight a number of now that no in my notes he's Olive's dad but yeah. Bill. oh I just put Stanley Tucci so yeah. that was what I did. There's a number of like lines from him and Olive's mom that I wanted to highlight here. Um, to to set the scene here, like Olive's mom is all I think she's cooler than Olive's dad. Like Stanley yeah. Tucci's fine. Olive's mom is is like legit fun. There's a moment where Brandon comes over to the house and uh, she opens the door and lets him in. And she says, any friend of ours is a friend of our daughters. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a solid line. Then later on, um, Aldo's dad walks in while she's like, the scene of her, I think we're going to talk about her wardrobe change, but the scene of her like putting together this new wardrobe, she is in a full like Regina George rage that lasts a long time. And she's like grunting and like screaming while cutting up all this fabric for the A's. And yep. her dad walks I put that down. I'm like, that, why, why is there such mad, oh, mad we'll get scissoring? Mad we'll get scissor cuts. Oh, mad scissoring. Mad scissoring. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. This week okay. on Brazzers. Um, but yeah, Olive's <laughs> dad walks in and says, honey, it sounds like you're having sex in here, which I know cannot be possible because you have a homosexual boyfriend. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so matter of fact, Stanley Tucci. Just like so, I'm cool. I don't mind it, but like you're being pretty noisy in here. Um, he also, I didn't write it down, but he also says at one point, "I was gay once for a while. We all did it. <laughs> or we all do it." And I was right. like, "Well, Stanley, you know, he wasn't Devil Wears Prada." And He's he played a lot been... of gay roles. A lot. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that might have been like a wink, wink, meta commentary on some of the roles he's taken. Could have been. I just. Everything Stanley Tucci did uh, gave me a chuckle. Um, I, this one didn't really make me laugh all that much, but I think it won an MTV Movie Award where Marianne is really, Amanda Bynes is getting in Olive's face about her actions. And she's like, there's a higher power that will judge you for your indecencies. And Olive's woody retort is Tom Cruise. Question. Yeah. Uh, I think this might have been shortly after the couch jump. So maybe that was more like oh. relevant at the time. I mean, We've seen. Don't be what, glib. Don't, don't be glib, Brian. You're being don't glib. Be glib. Yeah, we've we've seen what uh, Scientology in the aftermath, starting Leah Remini has done. But I I think that was a different time for him. 
Um, in that same yeah. conversation, Marianne has a, a, a legitimately decent burn where she's like, you made your bed. I just hope you clean the sheets. Like, that's, that's a good. solid diss. Uh, Pretty good. After we watch the bucket list, remember <laughs> to cross watch the bucket list. Off our bucket list. Bucket list. I mean, yeah, Stanley Tucci for the win. He can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. He can do no wrong. Oh, Good oh, uh, in this movie. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Griffith says, uh, "Enjoy eating your balls." I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that one when yeah. were, when Thomas Hayden yeah. Church. I'm like, that's yeah. funny. Meatballs, balls. That's yeah. comedy right there. That's yeah. good she, stuff. She also had a few other lines. I think we talked about one earlier that I. Um, I've never seen that girl before in my life. I know, but I'm the guidance counselor. I should know all the students, especially the ones who dress like prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Just um, thick. And then she's talking about like she has she has to man detention or something because a kid brought a knife to school and she goes, you know what they say about butter knives? They're the gateway knives. <laughs> right? She's like, yeah, it was a butter knife, but still. <laughs> there's, there's one other one that really kind of spoke to me. Um, there's a moment where Olive is like frantically running from church to church, trying to like figure out, I, I guess, how to reach salvation. And mm-hmm. she, she runs into a confessional booth in a Catholic church. And I am the world's lapsus Catholic. I, I, we went to um, a christening a few years ago and I, I thought I was going to be able to like hang by my old Catholic ways. They've changed shit. So I was doing like 1995 Catholic prayers. Like, oh, we don't do that shit anymore. It's different now. I fucked up. But she runs into a confessional booth. And she thinks she's speaking to a priest in there. And she says, I've been pretending to be, what is the Catholic way of phrasing this? A harlot? (laughs) Mm. Solid work. Yeah, just like, I don't know how to tell you what I've been doing exactly. And she's talking to nobody, right? Nobody. Yeah, there's no, no one, one in there. there. There's no. There's no one. That's why oh. you have to knock on the. Yeah, you hey, sure there's somebody, somebody there. It's like, yes, my son. Yes, my son. I'm. I'm here. Or you're just talking to nobody. Sinned. It has been 25 years since my last confession. Um, there was a line by Mr. Griffith too that I enjoyed. It was. Uh, he goes, "I don't know what your generation's fascination is with documenting your every thought." But I can assure you, they are not all diamonds. And he goes to talk about a a guy posting a, a photo about his getting a Coke Zero. Yeah. Well, and I, I was going to write that one. It's so a very good. long line. I was going to write that one. But the better so one, all those reactions, like, oh, again with the Coke Zero? <laughs> She's like, this kid got a yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. There she, are I moments. Mean, when we are not dealing with the actual premise or yeah, plot of this yeah. film, there are gems. The scenes, yeah. the actors. There's good and, writing. There's good performances. It's just that this plot is some dookie. Like, the, the movie itself could be good. It's just rewrite, make a different plot. Right. There's a lot of Sorkin in here, man. Oh. A, lot of, a lot of Diablo Cody. Just a lot of... Too goddamn just much. take out lines and be like, that's genius. There, oh, there's fucking underline oh genius oh my god oh yeah this is good there's one there's one last line that i have to say and sorry for all of our listeners from florida but the line is if there's one thing that's worse than chlamydia it's florida Mm. they're not wrong sorry florida burn Burn. spell spell it with your peas that was a good that was uh, a good moment. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Spell it with your P. Spell it that's with your That's an A, honey. <laughs> yeah, what's a trick? We're trying to guess what word 
And so she'd like, it begins with a T and they're just throwing it like, t, 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 and like, oh, I didn't write down all that. <laughs> that was great. Ta, 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 the parents are fun. Olive is fun. Everything about this movie is fun except for the fucking plot. It's the, like, great casting can go a very long way. It, charming actors that you're just like, I would watch Stanley Tucci read me a phone book. So it just, yeah. it just works. Um, yeah. I think we do have to talk, because he's apparently the love interest, but it's so oh, bizarre brother. that he is the love interest, but... Woodchuck Todd, played by Joe from you. Oh, perfect. Yes, Joe from you. Joe, good stuff. good stuff. Dan, Gossip Girl, whoever else you want to. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, he's like very nice to Olive just throughout the whole film. And it's just like, well, it seems like everything else is going to shit in her life because like Rhiannon's the fucking worst. <laughs> She's getting all these like uh, advances. I don't know. People are making advances. Propositions. Or, whatever. <laughs> Yes, propositions, decent <laughs> proposals. There you go. Oh, um, but he's always like really nice, and they have a great little rapport. But we we discover that like yes, they both apparently liked each other this whole time, but it wasn't until you know Olive is just so distraught and thrown off by Anson trying to force himself upon her that they finally have this love connection. And I'm like, it seems like very clear that he's being like cute and flirty with her. Because he just like breezes in and out of like all these different moments. And he's like a weird, quirky kid. He's very handsome, but he's like the mascot and doesn't really seem to be in like any click. Like we don't really get a sense of the clicks or Todd's place. Yeah, he's Ohio. like on the swim team. So he must be oh, like relatively. <laughs> I don't know if he's on the swim team or not. Listen, if we're going to talk about him and their relationship, we should just jump into Love at First Semester here. Yeah, yeah. This motherfucker is Joe from you. He, he, yeah. there's a moment where he remembers Olive's address from their second grade carpool. Run for your yeah. fucking life. It's Joe from you. How, how, how could I forget? <sighs> I'd never forget. He's very of course, I know where you live. Of course, I know where you live. He's of course Dan Humphrey in this moment because he is in Gossip Girl timeline here. He is more Dan oh Humphrey God. than Joe from you. It well, hasn't gone close, full psychopath yet. But yeah, he's just around. Well, the problem, had, the problem that I had was, like, he's only interested in Olive now that he thinks she's a big slut, and she calls him on this. She's like, why are you interested in that? And he's like, I don't know. And it's like, well, I think we all know, Joe, from you. It's because you think she's putting out now. Like, you didn't care about her before this week. You can't explain I thought to he said he wasn't I think he did. I, 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 I think he did, and he's just... I, I I I can't explain it. I I just I just think that I don't know. I'm listen, lost. Listen, there's a song called "Tell Them What They Want to Hear." All right. I don't think okay. I've talked about it on this podcast before. Uh, I oh, I'm trying to. I think it might be by a guy named Rahim. I don't know. It's a song. I'll if I can find it, I'll put a link to it in our in our Facebook group. Um, in high school, in college, this was the. Um, the theme song of a, of a kid that we hung out with. Um, I'm not going to say his name in here. I won't, I won't slip up again, but he went to University of Illinois. And the basic premise of this song, every lyric in it is just a guy telling this girl what he thinks she wants to hear to get her to come home with him. And the first line in the song is, I really like you when I really want to be with you. 
if you spend the night, I promise I won't try to sleep with you. Like the entire song is just that. There's him like saying lines that she wants to hear. To get that's the first line? That's the that's first line in the that's, song? That's how the song starts. I really nice. like you and I really want to be with you. That's the entire Keep going, man. song works. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to do it. There you go. Tell them what they okay. want to hear. I felt like he was <laughs> yeah. telling her what she wanted to hear. Like, oh, I, I've had a crush on this whole time. I wanted to kiss you back then, but I, I was afraid. Knowing who I was in high school, watching him go through these motions, I'm like, you just watched her almost get sexually assaulted. You know yeah. she's in a vulnerable place right now. You've asked to kiss her instead of just leaning in and doing it because you think that by, like, you know, sad boying this, you're going to be okay. Got it. And he's a bad guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was wrong about him. I was wrong about him. I believe my notes went, oh, Penny Badgley is very charming. So I got <laughs> Oh, no. Joe from you. There was a whole thing on Twitter where people were like, oh, Joe can do whatever he wants to be. And like Penn Badgley had to go like, guys, this is not an okay character. And people were like, okay, Penn Badgley. I, I, killed, the, I killed people and I, I liked it. Yeah, I'm Penn Badgley. Yes. I, I, I killed people for sport. There you go. He didn't yeah, do uh, He had to I do just, it. I just looked it up. Protect the, his love with Beck. Sorry. The name okay. of the singer is Rashad. <laughs> Featuring Young Dro and Ti, tell them what they want to hear. I will, I will post. Good old Young Dro. Yeah, there you yeah, go. This is early Young Dro. Tell them what they want to hear. But that's that's the vibe that I got. Where he, even he, can't be like, I don't know why I like you now. Some mystery, I guess. It's like, dude, no, Joe. From I, he said it looks bad. I thought it, it was more bad. that she like didn't she kind of like stood even though she stood up for something and like owned basically like owned and came to be herself about a lie before she was just kind of like in the shadows in the background and kind of didn't didn't sort of have a a statement i guess let's let's remember they were alone together in a room on a bed for seven minutes in heaven and he's been lying this whole time about that being his first kiss. So like he had an opportunity where she wanted to kiss him. He basically gave her the Heisman and then lied about making out with her anyway for years. And even that moment was like, hey, if I don't kiss you, I can still tell people I did, right? Like he's not a good fucking person. He's a bad person. He's Joe from you. He's got a glass case in a basement somewhere in a bookstore. Like the guy is a villain always. He just looks really great saying it. So I'm not really hearing (laughs) Any of the words? Listen, defined, defined jawline. <laughs> that dimple, bone. I was just like, sure. Yeah. I was like, oh, the hair yes. is way, ah, oh, Penn Badgley, what a cutie. Um, <laughs> Murderer. <laughs> he is not Joe. He is not Joe from you. He is Penn Badgley. Wow. Anywho, I think the last thing we have to talk about is Olive's makeover, um, where she just is literally wearing like bustiers lingerie every day to school i think at some point someone makes a comment about it and she's like well my hemline is within the yeah, that's my fingertips Kudra. or whatever yeah. oh yeah Lisa Kudra. and it's like well you haven't you're not wearing short skirts like she's still right. wearing pants all the time it's yes. just her tops are just bras now and i'm like yeah, yeah that, would that the, fly at niqua um no we had a, a ban on spaghetti straps where there was a bunch of yeah you had to have an around. inch yeah, there were a bunch Three of fingers. Yeah. Like we, like, yeah, the chaos. the uh, 
Yeah, boys, boys couldn't be trusted around uh, bare shoulders. No, so there was, there was. I remember, I think it might have been senior year, the first week they got very serious about the dress code all of a sudden, and we yeah. had like a bin full of clothes you could wear for gym if you forgot to bring gym clothes that day, and they had like a big R spray painted on them for like rental, so you wouldn't just like <laughs> I guess keep the gym clothes that they gave you to wear one day that smelled like farts. And all of a sudden, that first week of school, there were a lot of girls that were walking around in, like, very cute, like, jeans. I'm assuming they were flares. This is 0203. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, uh, probably platform flip-flops and, like, a, a 3XL, like, stained tie-dye t-shirt yep. with a giant R. <laughs> a UC Santa Cruz banana, banana slug volleyball t-shirt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just random shirts. It was bad. Yeah. So this would not have worked here- No. No, here's my thing, though, about the whole Nikola dress code. It was like, it was too cold. Like, who are these girls wearing spaghetti straps? It was like high of 64 at all times in that school. Oh, yeah. In the school, you could you could store meat. It was cold as shit in there. I, that's, not, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they like were trying to keep you awake. Oh, we started at seven. Yeah. Oh, you better believe we did. Oh. Dana, we have Great an Olympic-sized swimming oh. pool and a climbing wall. We have a rotunda. You start at 725. You got to keep the kids awake. Uh, There's a fridge in there. I what love you it. I, I, I wore long sleeves all day, every day. We had guys, uh, but, uh, gyms, a wood gym and a non-wood gym. Yes. I, yeah, I tell you, my high school was built in 1961, and it did not get better from there. My high school is younger than I am. Yeah, yeah. It's true. in the summer, it, we're, we're opening windows it, and we're bringing in fans and we're all turning the lights off school, and sitting as still as possible. If your high school's younger than you are, you may be a redneck or a privileged child. You might be a suburbanite. Um, no, I mean, like, when I had to wear the, my, like, Tom's outfit or, like, when we had to wear, like, certain things to school, Cold. the only thing, you could only wear, like, certain approved materials and so like luckily we had these big like i don't know sweatpants and sweatshirts no so i would like literally be like a giant snow marshmallow and then just you could see like the little strip of my skirt and like the that's basically this is accurate this is this is this is i forgot that i had um i will say the choice of wardrobe they picked out for her was pretty interesting i kind of thought they were going to dress her like courtney shane from jawbreaker we're going to be in like the obvious shit you cannot wear to school. It was a lot of corset tops and like black jeans with stilettos, which was like, all right, that's, that's a weird yeah. look. There's the one scene that we see her in like good look. shorts and like good. a crop top, but that was, I think for Jim. <laughs> like she's like, hey, I'm yeah, those shorts were ridiculous. The shorts yeah. were ridiculous. The shirt was also way too tight. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to know mm-hmm. how much money she spent at one time going to like Fredericks of Hollywood and buying all of this lingerie in one fucking day. That seemed like a lot of money. I don't know. Forever 21. No, she definitely went to like Fredericks. She went to like a fancy place. It could be she had like lingerie store bags. I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking mom is independently wealthy. Dad does surfing and then uh, (laughs) works at the, at the, as a public defender. I think it's an OC that, yeah, candles. OC sort of a situation, so that she can go out and do whatever. Yeah, buy whatever. Money she was wants. no object, truly. Money, no money's not an issue. Yeah, just yeah. go ahead, enjoy yourself. Just yeah. a couple hundred dollars on it, and it was yeah. And it's just like no one really says anything. Her parents don't say like it's like her parents don't say anything. It's wild. Yeah. That blew my mind. I I've seen I think 
every episode of Intervention. And every time there's an episode with a woman who becomes like addicted to heroin or crack or meth in their teens, there's a moment in high school where they start dressing a lot more provocatively and having sex with a whole lot of dudes because like some kind of trauma happened to them at like 15 years old, usually a sexual assault by a family member. So like the idea that her parents, I know it's fucking dark, but the idea that her parents could see her go from being like mousy olive, who is like a knockoff fern mayo with better lines to mm, like, I'm, well, I'm all of a sudden wearing lingerie every day to school and with an a stone on it with an a stone stone on her boob on the titty every time they go to school and telling them whatever you hear don't believe it hearing it if you hear that i have chlamydia i don't (laughs) like sit them sit them down and have a talk i know you guys are very permissive you know liberal parents that's fine to an extent she's a free-range kid i get that but like at some point sit her down and be like what is going on? And I, I can tell you the relationship they've established with these parents, they would not judge her for this. They'd be like, okay, no. at yeah. least we know what's happening. Like, this is fine. You're fine. Everybody's fine. Um, I do want to see, can we, can we, while we're on the topic of like her dress and appearance, can we quick talk about the, the big Trump pep rally at the end of the movie here? <laughs> squeeze that in. Oh God. Sure. That deserves attention, I think. I I hated that. <laughs> that First of all, it would never it would never fly. She would get like five seconds into popping out of that wood pile and they're like, shut it down. Shut nope. it down. No, nope. well, that's nope. the girl nope. everybody, get her out of here. Hashtag yeah. British principal shows up, it's like, no, 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 no. Well, he absolutely absolutely not. We didn't absolutely. we didn't talk about this during uh potent quotables. He says that he gets a bonus if he keeps the girls off the pole and the guys off the pipe. So like yeah. so like yeah, he would have tackled her with like a blanket <laughs> or one of those shirts with a big R on it, like get out of here. Um she says that the sexiest song that they know is knock on wood. That is not a sexy song. Knock well, on it's wood the woodchucks. I, I know, yeah, it's time. I get it. Knock on wood is not a sexy song. Okay. But that's that's also the joke. They don't know any sexy songs. I mean, there's apparently no band director here because the mascot can just tell them whatever they want to play at the pep rally. And, Uh you know, my big confusion here, um, there's two parts. Number one, Olive by this point is a pariah. The school hates Uh her. She's an outcast. To quote Chappelle's show, she has become a clap-having Jezebel. Like, the school does not like her. But the entire student body loves her in this moment. Like, everyone except for the Jesus freaks is so in on, like, this performance that she's giving. She's basically doing burlesque. And everyone's like, oh, I love her now. I'm like, this is what you guys thought she was doing anyway. You should like her all the time. And then number two, at the end, she tells everyone to go log on to freeolive.com. I went there today. It's not a real website. I was hoping, uh-huh. like, Independence Day, they would have just, like, kept it going from this time. Um, it's not a real thing. It's like um, 10 years. That's a long time. If you go to the Independence Day website, it's the exact same way that it was when the movie came out. They have maintained that one. Oh. There's also, um, I think MOP has a song where they have a line that says, I'm www.iwillfuckyouup.com. And that's a working website that's just that lyric playing over and over again. So, yeah, like, that, people mm. can do that. But she says to go to freeallove.com at 6 p.m. I think we're supposed to believe we're going to watch her have sex with Todd, right? 
yes. Because Todd runs out yeah. with her. I'm so pretty sure. Lives there, there are a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of angry people. It's like, yeah, I thought she was, I thought she was going to get naked. I'm like, okay. Well, those people you thought that. And, you, and then they're wrong. like, ooh, a webcast with glitter letters. Yeah. And they sat through the whole fucking thing. Right. No a way. They love Oh, she's not naked. This is amazing. They sat this through an hour and a half of her telling this entire story, and then at the end, they're like, "So she's not gonna <laughs> fuck? What's happening? Like, you did not hear the whole story she told. She just nope. told this whole story, the whole thing. And you're like, well, I don't understand. Why isn't she sucking dicks right now? I'm like, what's wrong with you? So this was early on in the days of social content, so people had attention spans longer than ten seconds. That is true. Uh, there is a video. There's a couple of them. We used to watch, um, I don't know if it's just called I'm the Juggernaut Bitch from YouTube. <laughs> Dave knows this one. It was, it was like a redubbing of an episode of the X-Men animated series. Where and all I, the got voices are different. I got a bitch with me. Oh, it's, Juggernaut Jesus is basically played as like a 70s pimp. Um, oh and, but all the voices are different. The whole thing is dubbed. That goes on for like 15 fucking minutes. We used to watch that whole thing. There's all those old um, G.I. Joe, like in the episode PSAs. People redub yeah. those. Our attention spans were a lot longer back then. Right now, if I'm like, oh, two minutes? Sorry, yeah. I'm not watching that. I, I got, I'm not I've doing got that. the time. Yeah. I've got the time. Drug it out, bitch, it was, was comedy gold. Yeah, it was a whole while. Like, she doesn't get the whole log onto this site. None of that happened. And I guess since we're, if we're talking about the end of the film, she also texts Rhiannon an apology. And I'm like, fuck that noise. Rhiannon doesn't deserve an apology. You don't owe that. her shit. She, she is the worst. She joined a picket line with the sign that called you a slut after school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, harangued you on the way to the bus. You don't owe her shit. She yeah. ought to she watch sucks. this and then come to you with an apology. Yes. Frankly. All right. AJ Machaka, Ali did Machaka. we do it? We did it. We do- Guys. Did we do it? Oh my God. Did we, did we do it? One no, of it's a lie. I think we did it. I One of the we things we like to do on this pod is take a look at kind of a minor character and see if this movie was the start of big things or the peak of their whole career. So it is time for an IMDb deep dive. Dana, who are we gonna dive on this week? Oh, this is like damn near impossible. I'll leave a because job. like <laughs> she was on iZombie and I did watch that show. Oh, I heard so that was really good. It's zombie, really good. I heard that was good. Zombie. zombie. Yep, there you go. That is not the theme song. What a missed opportunity. Should be. Um, yeah, there you go. But there's not a lot of people in it who like don't go on to actually either had a career prior or don't go on to big things. Um, so I'm just picking randomly because I looked this person up earlier. It, spoiler alert, nothing major happens for her. But um, Juliet Golia, Golia, I don't know. Julia Golia. Um, yeah. Juliet Golia, who plays eighth grade Olive. So the Olive who oh. supposedly spent seven minutes in heaven with uh, Todd um has been in other stuff she'd actually been in stuff like prior to this i think like i'm assuming it's a lot of disney channel programming um but she was like two and a half men she's in garfield she was on that's so raven Mm -hmm. she's on joan of arcadia for quite a few episodes wait she's been in something recently she has so i was gonna kind of skip ahead a little bit she was in hannah montana ugly betty 
She was also on Veronica Mars. Okay. Um, and then after this movie, she's in something. She was on the Michael J. Fox show in like 2013, 2014. She was on Mike and Molly. I want to see this film just because, you know, pillows are having a moment in the culture, but I was a teenage pillow queen. I have no idea what the fuck that's about, but okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and she was on something called Fired Up. I don't know if people have seen this. It's a big credit. It says what no. she's known for. Was it a movie? I know why I, I know why I know her. Oh, okay. I think that was a cheerleading movie, right? With the, like where it, the football right? players go 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 to a cheerleading camp. He's like, oh, yeah, is the that girls would be at a cheerleading camp, right? Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I do recall that movie being a thing. We're gonna cover. We should that probably put that on the list. I think we're gonna be one that. that uh, whoa, <laughs> um, it's probably terrible. <laughs> but she's still acting. She was on The Magicians recently. I. That's I why know. I know is that her. A show? Is that a show? I, that's a terrible Man. show. No, it's, it's not. A, it is terrible, but I watched, I binge watch all five seasons. Listen, and like, Magicians is great. It's, it's, it's Harry Potter if it's at like a Big Ten college instead of a, a high school. Like it's, it's Harry and Potter. And there's a little porn drugs. and weirdness. Yeah. Yeah, they the, fuck as wolves one time. That's weird. It's a weird show. Anyway, that's why I know her. You guys are selling me on it. It sounds like some weird Dana, Dana, CW would, spinoff no, show. Would, it's a sci-fi original series, but you would genuinely enjoy this, given what you like. It's it's fun. The first season is harder. It gets better. It, it gets more interesting in the later I, season. I genuinely enjoy it. I think it's very good. All right. So that's Julia Gulia. Uh, no, it's Juliet Gulia. I, I don't. I'm, I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. uh, all right, uh, guys. That Jesus Christ. That brings us to the end of our podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. We didn't talk about this guy's name, but I guess Anson is the guy that tries to rape her. Yeah. Uh, Anson. Is his name? Likely, yeah, Anson. Anson mm-hmm. is most likely to be the subject of a scathing hashtag Me Too story. Mm-hmm. Brandon is most likely to engage in some Tom Sawyer role play. Uh, didn't touch on that, but Tom Sawyer comes up multiple times. Marianne is most likely to host a book burning party. Rhiannon is most likely to spread a rumor about her freshman year roommate at college. Joe from you is most likely to be seen lurking in the background. Most lurk. And Olive is most likely to turn this whole story into a very sex positive think piece on Jezebel.com. I would read. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, this next pick is yours. Make it a good one. Uh, that's a lot to ask. That's a oh, lot wait. to ask. Uh, we're going back to 2004 because I love MTV films. I, 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 I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, we did some heist movies earlier. Um, I think I'm going to stick with that movie called The Perfect Score with okay. Scarlett Johansson mm. and Chris Evans. The Chris Evans, what? Captain America himself. Yeah. And Black and, Widow? And Black Widow <laughs> together in a movie about stealing the SATs. Everyone get ready. Yeah. Get ready wow. for that. I recall that being a thing. I never saw it. But I, I saw the trailer while I was at something else. Anchorman, maybe? Or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing this in the theater, the trailer for that. Right. I haven't oh seen God. it either. Can't wait. Excited. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know if I've seen it. It's going to be great. so good. It's going to be a mess. Um, Matthew Lillard's in it, guys. The hits keep coming. We've hit the Lillard triad. It's it's, it's amazing. It's only our third Lillard movie. Because he's in so fucking many. 
It's just definitely four? our fourth. It's definitely Weekend more than Scream, three. Hackers, um, She's All That. Oh, I forgot he was in She's All That. Okay, yeah. And You're I think right. he might be in one other one. I thought yeah. there was one other one where we were all like, There what? could have been. Yeah. I, 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 made, I made fun of his uh, Shakespeare movie, Love's Labor's Lost, because he was trash in that. But okay, good. Welcome back to the pod, Matthew Lillard. I'm going to try to get him on this week. He won't come on. <laughs> Guys. Excellent. <laughs> That does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five-star review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod, R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. You can also join our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club. Um, We'll keep this discussion going all week long. It sounds like I have 35 videos to link. Um, The Rashad song, I found that Hillary Duff, That's So Gay ad. Uh, I will link the Juggernaut bitch, and if you have the attention span for 20 minutes <laughs> you can sit through that it's very funny um but yeah join the facebook group uh if you didn't like what you heard to quote nina perhaps you should embroider a red a on your wardrobe you abominable tramp make it easy millennials we will see you next week <laughs>